to the Not So Precious Podcast. I am so excited to be back again for another episode. It is, January is almost done, which is crazy. I feel like January just always comes in and she makes herself known. You are going to feel her. You're going to feel every day of her. And I definitely feel like I felt every single day of January and that's fine that's just life we're moving right we're moving on ahead i'm so excited about this episode i feel like i say that about every episode but i really really am because i just love doing this podcast i love talking to you guys and speaking behind this microphone and expressing myself and connecting with you guys so if you are not you need to be following me on the not so precious pod instagram page so that you can interact and i always put out polls for episodes or just feelings and topics or whatever so come on the page follow me on the page and connect with the podcast and other people that enjoy the podcast I've also been posting more on my TikTok, so if you want, you can follow me on TikTok. It's the same as my Instagram, by Precious. I don't know if my TikTok is in the the description, but by the time you read this, and if you're listening to this, then it is in <laughs> the description, because I'm going to put it tonight when I'm done editing. Anyways, let's get into this episode, because I'm really excited about it, because Once again, I like to be raw and authentic on here and be myself. So these topics that I'm talking about literally involve my real life. I am not sitting behind this microphone talking about things that don't apply to me or that I don't do or that I think I'm above. No, I have made decisions and mistakes and done the process and done the things just as much as anyone else listening to this. So yeah. I what I talk about usually that week is usually something that I'm actively working through or feelings I'm working through or conclusions that I've came to or downloads that I got that I want to share and that's why I come up with these topics for the episode so anyways let's get into it so the name of this episode if you have not read it already which you clearly have because you clicked on it is we are all villains and we are and I know it can be hard to accept sometimes because you always want to think you're right you always want to think you did the right thing or made the best decision or reacted in the best way but i think a part of growth a center of growth is taking accountability and that really is the main topic of this episode but the idea of a villain and what a villain is and the character of a villain we're going to take that dissect it and then apply it to ourselves aka me aka i've been a villain times before many times and you know it's definitely something i've worked through is you know taking accountability for being wrong sometimes i i can accept the fact that i'm wrong sometimes that's just life so you know when i when i think about the idea of a villain you know of course the villain is someone that does bad things and causes harm to other people but you know, when you take a look at these villains or the villains I'm going to be mentioning going forward in the episode, some of them have backstories where life has just presented them situations and circumstances where you can, you know, just do one or two things. You can either go a good path and be a hero or you can go the bad path and be a villain. And 
I think that is something just not in movies and books, but in real life, you know, in life is going to consistently present you with situations where you can be the villain or the hero. And unfortunately, you know, whether or not you're making the right decisions or doing the right things, there are going to be circumstances where you are going to be the villain, regardless of if you think you did everything right. And, you know, sometimes you have to be a villain to, to maintain peace and just reach the highest version of yourself because the highest version of yourself is able to understand that in order for you to be who you are, you're not going to make everyone happy. And that is okay. <laughs> that is okay. So first, let's talk about the different types of villains that we have. So you guys know I like to, when I do these episodes, I research and get into it just as much as anyone else because I don't want to just tell you guys and talk you guys head off with just my experiences or what I think. I want to actually give you guys real information that is researched and curated specifically for the topic. So I've, well not I, what I've researched is that there's three different types of villains and I think two of them are what mostly applies to, you know, real life circumstances. And then one of them is just like, you know, I don't know. Okay, let's get into it. So the first type of villain we have is the twisted idealist. And a twisted idealist is someone who's classified as someone who sees the world as cruel or sees injustice and believes that they have to take extreme measures to achieve some greater good. And a great example of this in a movie character, and I'm going to be using movies a lot in this episode. I know, I usually, I usually use books, but, you know, um, this episode is perfect for movies. I don't read a lot of, like, sci-fi or fantasy books. Not that kind of girl. So all my fantasy sci-fi information and references mostly comes from movies. So we're going to be using movies in this episode. Anyways, so when I think of... A, a villain that I think is under the twisted idealist category, it would definitely be Thanos. So Thanos, 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 I think Thanos is how you pronounce it. I don't know. But he is from the Marvel Universe. And if you know, he's the one that tried to collect all the gems so he could wipe out half the population and he ended up doing it but then they ended up reversing it i don't know i didn't watch the movies whatever but i know that that was the premise of him being a villain it was him trying to wipe out half or more than half the population because he believed the earth was overpopulated and that humans were not very nice to each other and he was kind of right on both of those instances but you know what he did was extreme you know taking out half the population and uh, what did he take? Iron Man? Yeah, that's crazy. You can't, like, kill Iron Man. That's insane. Anyways, so he's a great example of that. The next type of villain, which is the one where I think is not really relatable, is the power player. And the power player is someone who craves world dominance, someone just who wants mass control for really no good reason. And when I think of a person like this, I think of Scar from Lion King. And that's because Scar killed his brother, which is crazy. Killing your brother is insane. And he killed his brother so that he could become king and rule over people. He really was not a great king, not a super great person. So I don't know why he thought, 
he should be king. I don't know who told him that, but there we go. He decided that he's going to be king, and he killed his brother, and he did all these things, and here comes Simba from, like, wherever the hell he was to save the day. Beautiful. He's a great example of a power player. The next one, which I think is the one that happens for most people and a lot of people and even myself, is the broken heart hero. I mean, the broken heart villain. Why would I say hero? Sorry. The broken heart villain. So the broken heart villain is a villain that has experienced some trauma, loss, or betrayal that causes them to act in a way that's violent, which may have not been normal or standard to who they are or how they acted prior to whatever happened and when i think of this character i think of myself (laughs) one but for the sake of a movie and a movie that i'm going to talk about and reference and relate to how i have and how you can take the topic and concept of being a villain and turn it into something else is the character of and the most recent movie and version of this movie, Joker. So I watched Joker one first time with someone else, and they like fell asleep because they didn't get the movie. And I was like, at the end, almost in tears, having an existential crisis because of this movie, because the villain, which is Joker, and I want to preface and everything I'm about to say going forward with the fact that I can acknowledge that Joker is a villain. He's not a great person. He killed someone. You're not supposed to kill people. That's bad. We know that. Great. We got it out there. Moving forward, Joker became a villain because of the things that happened to him because of feeling like he didn't have he didn't have a father, just having a really controlling mother. And then he had people that bullied him because he had this neural neurological whatever he had this problem with his brain that he could not you know he started laughing at really inconvenient times and it was just something that he couldn't control but it was something that people bullied him for and people were cruel to him and throughout the movie you see examples of people just being cruel to him but i don't know if you if you've seen the movie or not and if you haven't then you need to go watch the movie it's a really it's long but i think it's worth it i like long movies i don't know i feel like if you don't like long movies or you can't sit through a long movie like you really have a problem like you should be able to like sit through a long movie okay anyways so you know what pushed him to the extreme and why he became the joker that he became in the movie was because he was, you know, on the subway and these guys start messing with him and then he shoots him. He shoots the guys and he puts the mask on and he runs away and then they catch him with this mask and they're like, this guy in a clown mask and yeah. And he becomes this face of, you know, anti, anti-establishment in the city and I think that's what he became. And I don't think he, I don't think when he started out at the beginning of the movie, and there's scenes that I think support my theory, I don't think he wanted to become what he became. But because of his circumstances, because of how people treated him, the situation gave him a chance to be one of two things. And he could be a hero or a villain. And in the midst of this, in the face of the decision, 
he decided to become a villain and he decided to continue harming people and creating this mass movement of violence. And, you know, you can acknowledge that he was wrong for that, but you can also acknowledge that one, a lot of the people and the characters and the things that were happening to him were just so wrong. And then the movie did highlight several issues with society, especially when it comes to disabled people. I don't think that, you know, he's right for murdering people, but what happened to him, the circumstances, how the system was just not helpful to him. No, I, I, I understand why he became what he became. And I think that's why the movie calls me to have this existential crisis because I'm like, oh my gosh, why do I identify with a villain so much? And I think it's because much like the Joker, much like whoever's listening to this, you have been in situations in your life and presented with things where, you know, you could have went one or two ways or three ways or four ways, but essentially you either chose to you know, it be the higher person and say it's okay, or you reacted with anger or revenge or getting upset or hooping and hollering, and you decided to be a villain. And it is a human thing to be both. You are both a hero and a villain. We are dual creatures. We are so many things we are not just one thing or two things or three or four we are vast collection of things and i think when you try to say oh i'm just a villain or i'm just a hero that's really ego based it's not honest it's not authentic you are sometimes a hero and then sometimes you are a villain and that is okay it's just the fact that when you are a villain, you have to learn how to take accountability in order to make sure that even though, you know, you can say, you know, maybe I didn't react best in this situation. Maybe I didn't think through or think logically with my with my brain instead of my feelings and I didn't get the result I wanted and I got angry. Whatever happened, you have to acknowledge your part in it. Because just saying, oh, it's just this person's fault or it's just this person's fault, I think is naive and you're really skipping over things. You're not being honest about what really transpired. And I know that was very difficult for me very early on in my early, early 20s. You know, when I had to take accountability for the fact that sometimes I don't have the best reaction. Sometimes I get really angry. Sometimes I'm not fair. Sometimes I'm harsh. And these are still things that to this day, at this moment, as I speak to you, that I'm working through. You know, working through my reactions to things and working through not assuming as much. These are all things that even in my 25-year-old body, I'm working through. And I listen to other people's podcasts and I read other people's blogs and I read other people's works. There are people older than me that are still working through this too. It's not something that I'm going to get right now or get next month or get a year from now. It is a constant process of learning how to better react to things and control your emotions and take accountability when you are not doing those things. And that's kind of where I am in my life at this moment. 
is saying, you know, I have been a villain. Sometimes I still am. And I have to learn how to better deal with things so that I don't feel like I'm a villain anymore. Because feeling like you're a villain is not a great time, right? And of course, some like I said, some situations you are going to be one. However, as you become closer to your higher self, as you become a better person, there should be less situations where you are a villain. And I'm grateful that that's where I am. Like, I don't nearly have... I don't really... No, I don't really have situations like that where I feel like, oh, I didn't react to my best self. Of course, I still do. You know, I recently had one, but I think that as I grow and learn, I will better learn how to navigate things. And I think the same for you. So if you're navigating a really difficult situation, whether it be like a breakup with your man, a friendship breakup, a fight with your sister, whatever it is, and you think you didn't react the best, Taking accountability is really the first step to working through being a villain. I think, you know, Batman is a great example of, you know, he's kind of the opposite of Joker. Something horrific and violent happened to him too, but instead of him deciding that he was going to hurt other people, he decided that he's going to catch bad guys, so he decided that he's going to be a hero. So we get to decide what path we take, right? Like that's that's really the gist of this. I'm because the Joker was not was wrong for what he did, and the Joker and Batman went through very similar circumstances with violence and abandonment, whatever. But they took two very different paths. One took accountability for what happened and decided to do something positive with it, and the other one just cannot deal with it, cannot work through it. And decided to take the path of violence. And not saying that you're going to take a path of violence. But what I'm saying is you have choices. into what you're going to do. How you're going to move forward. Whether you think you were wrong or not. Or the other person was wrong. Great. Who cares? How are you moving forward? What are you doing from now? What is the movement? You know? So I think that's the first part of working through feeling like you're a villain. Is really getting into taking accountability so what i decided was not just you know defining what a villain is and explaining it to you and talking about the movie but how do you work through if you feel like you're a villain if you feel like you're wrong in a situation because i feel like i know when i go on social media and i go on tiktok and instagram whatever and self-help everything is oh they were hating on you and you they they were jealous of you and everything is they're the evil eye and whatever but what about when you're wrong right like what about when you have to take accountability when you have to say i did not act like my best self in this situation because that's going to happen the idea that you are always right or you are always a victim or you are always the hero is so incorrect and so ego-based and I know that that is something that I know I've had to work through where I felt like I was stuck in victimhood or that I was the one that was always wronged. And I, it was hard for me to realize my part in the situation. Like, what role did I play? What did I do? And you have to ask yourself that with any situation, even if you feel like you've been majorly wronged. What did I do? I always tell, I tell women that a lot when... They're especially working through like a breakup where they got cheated on, right? Or especially when they got cheated on multiple times. And when I 
I, I tell them or ask them to, and I tell them myself that when I went through it, I asked myself, what did I do? Not saying what did I what did I not do for my partner or what did I do to my partner to make them cheat. I mean, what did I do or what decisions did I make or what did I ignore about this person where I've ended up in a situation where my trust has been thrown out and I've been betrayed because we all play a part in our suffering. And that is so hard to accept. But we do all play an active role in our life, especially when we're adults. When we're kids, we have no control over the suffering and things impacted on us. But as we get older, that 18 plus, that 20 plus, and you start making decisions and you start staying in friendships or staying with people that don't really resonate with who you are or not really helping you make the best decisions, that's on you, right? No one is forcing you to be friends with this person or forcing you to stay with that man you have to make active and correct decisions in order to live a happy life or live the life that you truly want to live so with dealing with being the villain i think the first step and one of the most important things is to apologize when you're wrong because i think that there, you know when people hear an apology they think well i have to know that i was wrong or i have to know that I was the person that did this and I have to understand why they're upset. I don't think that's necessary. I think when you think in an apology, you have to understand that there is intention versus impact, right? Mm -hmm. So you may have the intention of doing something and you feel like it's harmless, but if someone that you care about feels like what you did has caused them harm or caused them harm, your intention may have been one thing, but the impact is another and you have to apologize for the impact of the things you do or the words, your actions. You can't just say, well, that I didn't mean it like that. Because then you're not really, I don't think you're really getting it at that point. Because it's not about if you didn't mean it like that. No one cares how you meant it. It's about how it came off, especially if you care about that person. So realizing intention versus impact and realizing that you can have the intention to do one thing, but it may come off as another. And you have to be the kind of person that can apologize for the impact that you're making. The next step is have an editor. And when I say an editor, I mean have someone that you can go to with a situation that's going to be honest and direct with you as possible. Now, I realize not everyone has that, right? Not everyone has a soundboard or someone that's going to really give it to you. But you should try to seek that, whether it be in a friendship or a family member, someone that can really listen to a situation and give you real opinions and real honest feedback. Because sometimes you need criticism. Sometimes you need someone to tell you, hey, I don't think you're reacting the best way or hey, I don't think you handled this the best way. And that is what an editor is. You know, an editor goes back and revises your essay or revises your speech to make sure that it's the best possible or it's going to be the best possible. So the same way an editor that you speak to can help you revise your actions and the things you've done or the things you're doing is something that is something that someone that is your real life editor or someone that really is able to check you and understand you is going to do for you in your real life and to make you understand concepts or make you see things differently in a way that maybe you wouldn't have seen before because of your emotions or whatever else. 
So I think really taking in these concepts and taking in these tips when you're working through a crisis or just working through a time where you feel like you're wrong or you didn't handle something best, giving yourself grace is the most important thing outside of the other two things I just mentioned, which is apologizing and having an editor. You have to give yourself grace. You have to say, you know, I may not have done this the best way, but what can I learn from this situation so that I don't do the same thing in another or a similar situation? And I think when you're able to have those conversations with yourself after you realize that you're wrong, that really shows growth. That really shows that you are taking the time to take a step back and look at what you're doing and look at where your actions are and the kind of person that you're portraying to the world and how you're impacting people and how your words are impacting people. Taking the time to take accountability and say you're wrong really helps you move through a villain era because no one wants to be a villain. No one wants to be someone that causes harm to people consistently. You want to learn from your wrongs and you want to try to correct your wrongs when necessary and apologize when you can. And I know that that is something that I've been personally trying to embody and really focus on. So thank you guys for joining me for another episode. I love you guys very much. I'm so excited to be continuing this. Make sure you follow all the social media that I'm going to link in the description. And make sure you like, subscribe, download. Leave me a little review. I don't have a written review yet. I'm begging. Not begging, but you know. Leave me a review. I would love to hear what you guys think or what you guys want to see or how you guys feel. So once again, thank you for tuning into the Not So Precious podcast. I love you guys. Stay precious. Happy Friday or happy whatever day you're listening to this. Bye.